Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Reload Podcast. This is episode 64, and I'm your host, Nigel Munt, and I'm joined as usual by Lee Maxwell and Connor McCann. Our previous episode was episode 63. It was a bit of this, a bit of that, uh, but mainly it was called Taste of Helm because it was Connor and Lee's epic trip to the Alpine Vag Fair, which sounded so much fun. I wasn't jealous at all. Funny, I've seen Declan shared the podcast was yesterday and he had said, please seen take that. Nigel with you next time. I can hear it in his voice. <laughs> Plans are afoot, folks. Yes, Plans are afoot. We're going to make it happen. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, check out the previous episode and previous episode before that even All yes good stuff. paul glennon i don't think i actually mentioned that on the last one as well when i was leading it we had paul glennon on from mlvw which was a great insight into their show and a few cars and other vehicles that paul's built over time good stuff check them out always uh listen to them rate and review them do all that good stuff yeah keep us going folks see what the crack is but uh no we'll just get in there we're just going to ramble today i think basically we're yeah, just we have a lot to catch up on yeah yeah so we'll kick off first of all with news with you so what's new guys well i'm starting off on a negative note old negative nancy here well what do you think would happen would be the resurface the road outside your house you think that's a positive uh-huh. because our the road to our house does not look like a road that we for our cars essentially mm. but no Rather than resurfacing it, they come along, spread tar onto it and drop stones all over it. So it's just essentially loose gravel all over the road, which is fantastic. I don't mind it so much in the Bora because I'm not as precious about it, but the likes of your Jetta-Lee... Yeah. Yeah, it's not... I've given up on the superb... The stone chips on the front of it. Looks like it's been sandblasted. Uh, Yeah, it's probably Lee's driving. I'm a good driver. Yeah. Thank you. As you're brushing somebody up the road. (laughs) Well, only if they... Or in my way. <laughs> Get out Which the way. is often. Yeah, so at the minute that's the crack with our delightful home. Well, at least they're resurfacing roads around you. And ours, to be fair, are just, our, ours are turning into the more coastal. Yeah, some of the potholes and stuff at the end of our field were really bad and those are filled they now. They come and patch those like a month or two ago. Yes, badly. Well, you only get like six patches together and you go, well, just cut all that out and redo it as one. No, no, no you do them all individually. Six patches, yeah. Yeah. But at least they were patched. Now they've got this shite. And now it's just gravel. Yeah. I've been driving... Uh, how many years have I been driving? Must be 25 years I've been driving. Mm-hmm. So you've seen a lot of shit. And I don't think I've ever seen the roads bad. Yeah, they are particularly bad. And I think that's leading back from like when COVID and stuff. You Obviously the fallout with money and governments where they're spending the money and they'll cut budgets from certain things. But what I didn't understand was why they didn't try and resurface the roads during COVID. Because like those those teams work together the same way. Like I work together with other guys in my work during COVID and the roads were a lot less busy. So you know there's like, do you ever look at some roads and go, that's horrendous. But I can understand why they don't resurface it because it's just it's 24-7 so yeah. traffic. That's when they should have been getting all those junctions kind of thing. But then they would need about 15 vans per crew because the well you have to have everybody isolated and all true. that crap because the bins the bin men are still at it around us really they have a van following the bin lorry still that's weird i'd love to do a freedom information request see how much that's costing me in the rates every year i don't think our bin men are no doing i that. think our bin men are all in the one lorry okay. our bin men are still hanging new the guys that hang off the back of the lorry they're not allowed to do this past 20 years i think our guys still do that <laughs> zero fucks given oh yeah it's whereas in life. north down they're just soft tours oh yeah <laughs> Oh yeah, it's too posh up here, you see. <laughs> um, what else is going on? The oh, we talked about this briefly before we come on air. I filled the bora with fuel, so 
Usually I do fill the bora, and it used to be in around about 83 quid, maybe last year. Now it's 113. It is absolutely bananas. I can beat you. 134 euros well, it took me to fill the superb in the nice. week. Nice. Well, that's like, it's some jump. And the bora, the only thing is you get a lot more than 280 miles to the tank. I do. Well, but, they reckon it'll be well over two pence or two pound a litre come July. It looks like it's going that way. I I was filling and because we're only back from holidays and we've done the garage build and stuff, I was like, I'll stick 40 quid in, which I never really do. And I was like, I'll stick 40 quid in. And I went to like 40 pounds and one pence. And I was like, fuck you. So I like, right, I'll go 45. 45 and one pence. I was like, so your OCD cost you money? Pretty, all, all the time. Like, <laughs> will tell you. It does. Yeah, obsessive. But um, it's particularly hard to do now because it's so dear per litre that the trigger's so sensitive. It's it is. really hard. And make. I was convinced it was stuck on odd numbers of pence. So I was like, fuck you. And I just filled it and were pure raids. I don't think I gripped that handle as like, harder than ever. Just like, get in. And so like, anybody who works in the BP station in Van Bridge, if you have CCTV footage of Connor going absolutely bananas, please forward it to us, please. Connor Old was beside me because he was filling his car at the same time. And I'm surprised he might not have been <laughs> able to see me. I was just pure rage. And as I got into triple figures, I went, oh, fuck, what have I done? And then it was like, I can't be that far because the last time I filled it, it was 100. And then now it's 113. Well, um, I have a Q5 to fill on Monday morning, so pray for me. That'll be fun. And actually, shout out to Connor and those guys because he was heading to John Moog Stag Do, him, uh, all the potato bread engineering yeah. guys, and I think that's going to be very messy. messy. Yeah, they're all heading down south for excellent a feed of drink. And then I was talking to Connor in the petrol station. They're big fishing guys, aren't they? They are. Actually, I did ask this: Is he going fishing? Yeah. But they're not. Oh, um, okay. I think they're just going drinking. Good substitute. Yeah, good drinking guys. Yep. Um, so I'd say when this goes out, hopefully their hangover should be cleared up by Wednesday or so. Mm. Maybe not. Not when you get to this age. No, uh, yeah, they're all of a certain age, aren't they? Mm-hmm. I always hit definitely in your late thirties, early forties. Then I was done talking to Connor anyway, and I was like, I've never seen Connor outside of a show before. He lives like 15, 10, 15 miles from us, and I've never seen him outside of a show setting. So you're so, just randomly at a petrol station, and he was there. Oh, I was filling up the bora, and this boy rolled in beside me and shouts, "Is that thing not Diesel's her?" And I was like, <laughs> "Who's this dickhead?" I looked across, I was like, "Oh, it's you." <laughs> oh, very good. So, yeah, we're, we're at that there. Um, what I'm at the planning stage now for the garage too with Warren, which, as we alluded to there, my OCD drives me a bit crazy. So we're currently aiming for 22 double sockets for power outlets. So it essentially means that around the perimeter, you're never going to be, it's going to be every 2.13 meters. So you're never really going to be any more than a meter away from a plug socket at any time, which will be nice. And... The real killer for me has been the, the lights overhead. So I, I hate dark spots, you know, and you're more likely to get it with LEDs because they're kind of directional. And I spent somewhat of my own time going through the uh, RMS Epic Garage thread. And I got through like 150 pages. Is there not a app or website where you can put a shade dimensions in? There is, yeah. Um, it You can kind of... The problem is a lot of like the cheaper lights... They don't, they're not exactly 100% truthful with their lumens I put and stuff like that. And it's just a whole minefield. And I done the thing of, you know, the too, mo- too much knowledge is a dangerous thing. And I got too sucked into it. And I was like, at one point, Stephanie and I, well, at one point we were talking about putting up 28 light fittings. Oh, yes. And then we're like, yes, this seems reasonable. And then I talked to a few people. Who so you can burn that. your retinas out while you're working in your car? Oh, yeah. So 
someone had four in a similar area to us. And I was like, well, if they have four, six would be good. So we'll go with six. <laughs> and then if I need more, I can add more. So I'm going to go with that. And I think I have it nailed down. So I needed to just go and buy them before I drive myself absolutely insane. But that was three days off just thinking about lights. Mm. Yeah. So I needed to stop doing that. Then what is it? A couple of single plugs to go in for the roller doors. And uh, we're doing like a fridge freezer out there and bits and pieces. And it's just. When you keep doing stuff and you're like, oh, this would be handy and this would be handy. And then suddenly you're in a fortune and you're like, why am I, why am I like this? <laughs> but at the same time, you're Car-key also... in the thing, is there? Yeah. It's just, I, I get too sucked into things. Yeah. It'll be nice when it's done, but it'll take us forever to do it. Um, no, it won't. It will. No, it won't. You just keep bankrolling me and then they were good. Yeah. <laughs> Sugar mama. <laughs> um, and then lastly, this is kind of part of Lee's news as well, but Lee bought me a present. So, what did you buy, Millie? I did. Um, Something the Bora's been needing for quite some time. Two new doors. Two doors. Oh, very good. Yeah. So, she she was working way up country, and she rang me. Like, we don't, when Lee's away, we don't talk until, like, the evening times, essentially. And she rang me during the day and was like, oh, what time will you be home? And I was like, what the hell's wrong with her? And I was, of all times in work, I was just heading in a meeting, so I couldn't really talk to her. And then I got home, and she was there, and I was like, you're not down south. So I brought you a present. I opened the boot and there was two two doors for the Bora. Same colour and everything. I was like, epic. Where do you scoop them? T-Met and Derry. <laughs> Which I didn't think T-Met even. I thought T-Met just crushed yeah. cars. Apparently they sell parts off them as well. Yeah, I phoned them up. I had been look, I had been in contact. Right, I want to have a rant. I'm going to have a rant here, I've folks. been ranting about this thing for, the, for ages. Stand back. Turn off your radios for a minute if you don't want to listen to me rant. Dickhead selling stuff on Facebook. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure everyone has examples. Reply to people's messages. If you're trying to sell something, fucking reply. Yep. Like, oh, breaking this car, right, great. So message, what about this? Looking for this, interested in this, whatever. Like two days later, no reply. So message again. So then he eventually, so I said, I was looking for the two doors. And he said, oh, right, which doors? So I messaged immediately back, which doors? Another 12 hours go by before he messages back again. Like, about four days I was back and forth with this dickhead for, like, four questions. Yeah, and got nothing. And then he just messaged, damaged. And I, again, messaged straight... Like, you, the phone was in were, my hand when the message came in. Brain. <laughs> damaged. I think it, he was. And I just said, both, question mark. Thinking, I'll get one, and then I'll get another one elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, no response yet. So I was like... Fuck this guy. So I was like, there's bound to be other, there's plenty of Boris in Ireland. There'll, be, bo- there'll be Boris somewhere. And there's loads of them my colour. It's a pretty common colour. So I went on, I went on Dundale. I thought, I had tried Gumtree before. I says, Dundale. And uh, this one was up for breaking in T-Met. Same colour, Boris Sport actually. And I was like, well, somebody will have had the wheels within 30 seconds. Oh yeah. So, but then I noticed it had been listed like 19 days ago. And this was a Sunday. And I was like, oh, I bet you'll have scrapped that by now. Like, it's nearly three weeks. So I rang the first thing Monday morning when I got to Derry. And she was like, no, I think that's still out in the yard. She says, give me 15 minutes, I'll ring you back. And she did. Shock. Yes. Excellent and, uh, customer service. Yep. It was not a bother. She says, yep, they're here. I'll get somebody to take them off for you. And I drove around that afternoon when I had finished work. And the man loaded them into the back of the Superb and I drove home. 
Now, Richard Brown has been tagging me in boys breaking boras on Facebook for over two years. Yeah. Someone, previous owner, not TJ, will add, um, there was lacquer peel along the side of the car. So rather than like sanding it down, getting it painted and lacquered, they just re-lacquered the side of the car. And then down the line after I got it, what about a year after I got it, it all started to come away. And the bottom of the door started to rot and the bottoms of the doors are destroyed. So that's what I said, I may as well, if we're going to get two doors, may as well try and get two of the same color. And if it eventually needed painted, we can just do it all as one. Yeah. And I've been hunting, and everybody I messaged that Brian tags me in, I messaged them, no response. And I think you thought at one point, you're like, that I was doing something wrong, mm. because you're like, no, it can't be everyone not responding to you. And then when you started looking for I it, ju- it was the I same. I don't understand. You're trying to sell something, and you're like. On the flip side of that, <clears throat> your experience, Lee, selling stuff. One of my favorite things is people messaging you at midnight. Oh yeah, or one a.m. Yeah, expecting an instant then, response. Sometimes you, they message you at midnight, and you don't realize they message you, whatever. And then you get a, you haven't seen the messages, and about half an hour later, there's a question mark, Aye. as if to say, "Why the frig are you not answering me at midnight?" The question mark drives me mad. It's a <laughs> passive aggressive. I hate that shit. And like when I try and approach people. I type out like a whole thing of, you know, how you doing? I'm looking this and I try and be as detailed as possible in the initial message to save all the back and forward, back and forward. Because I do that with businesses as well. And you just get no response or one word. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like I did that. Salesman of the year. Yeah, I did that as well with Lee's gearbox brackets for the new gearbox under the Jetta. And I could through the guy, give him all the information he could have needed. And he come back with one word. Or sorry, one word and a link to something on his website, which was for the wrong thing, which if he'd read the message, he would have linked me to the right thing. And I was just like, why yeah. Why are you the only person that sells this? Because I would not buy off you otherwise. <laughs> what else you got apart from rants? <laughs> I booked an MOT for the Jetta. Thank God. Finally. Because I, ju- I was just going on kind of looking at dates and stuff here and there and... They just kept getting further and further away, except for like you could get the one odd one like tomorrow, which is obviously people cancelling. So I'm booked in for the 22nd of October. And when's it up? Next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I went booking an MOT for the Mark 1 about four weeks ago and three, four weeks in advance. Stefan screwed up again. Stefan booked his van yesterday. Like he, he went on to book it and he got a one for tomorrow. Sunday. Yeah, for yeah. tomorrow. So like two days away. But then you went on then to do the same for the Jetta and mm-hmm. they're all gone. Well, I have two MOTs in July. I have Q5 and the A4 Cabrio. I need to get the Bore MOT as well. Well, last time I was on looking, it was August. It's now October. Yeah. But I'll get one eventually. I, you just go on nine o'clock or two o'clock or five o'clock and get a cancellation. Driver well, on. We talked a few episodes ago, I think, about the DVA&I's new online system, which is actually very good now. Yeah. Compared to what it has been for the past 20 years, which has been absolute crap. Hold on a minute. The system has been dinosaur-ish. It's been terrible. For yeah. years. Oh, we've updated it. What have you done? You put a queue on it. Yeah, well, that's no, what I was going to say. There's not Nothing has changed. I got changed. the other day and they put a queue on it. Which I hadn't seen before, because the last couple of times I'd been on, it wasn't a queue. But the queue thing's actually quite efficient. It does work. It tells you how long it's going to be. You can log away from the page. It'll alert you when it's your time for the queue. So it, it's annoying, but at least it works. What I noticed with Stefan doing it was it's a terrible layout for your phone. It doesn't translate. Oh, no, I wouldn't do it on the phone. Yeah, look, you try and do it on your phone. It's still displaying it like a web page you know, on your laptop kind of thing. So it, you'd like zoom in on everything to click things. not optimised for mobile. But that's the words yeah. I'm looking for. I, I can guess what's happened because I've seen it working on government jobs. You know, 
they have got an IT firm to come in and they've just listed the thing they need needed to improve on it. Yeah. And they've just they're, they're, those are the That's the only thing they touched and that was it. That's the only thing they touched. They haven't tried to you know Innovate. Innovate yeah. with it. And it's just very MS DOSish. So. It, it's for the government. It'll be yeah. fine. Yep. Dead on. We're getting paid millions for this. Ha ha ha. Do as little as possible on it. Uh we were out today at the Eurotraffin site? We were indeed. Yeah, doing a, a wee site visit, just trying to get a few things sorted out and figured out. Try and um, get our burned with the site as well. Get mm. re how do you say it? Acquainted. Acquainted with the site and what we'd need and what we were going to deal with, that sort of thing. Yeah. And it's uh looking good. Second of July, Blue Circle Sailing Club near Lauren. Open to all European models. All Mo- European. There's gonna be barbecue cars. And fun. Yeah. And a bar. <laughs> and a few changes from... Yeah, I can't say too much until it's completely confirmed, but there is an addition that's coming that should be very exciting. Yeah, it'll allow us to do more live stuff, shall we say. Yes. We'll just leave it at that. But it's definitely worth, if you're considering coming at all or on the fence, do come for this because it's going to be it's gonna be good. Great, great location. Tucked away. It's only like a wee private paradise place. Yes. Yeah. It's funny, we drove in today and that's what I said to Lee. I was like, I forgot how nice it is down here. You know, it's just it's a really nice setting. Mm. And even if you take a short walk beyond the trees, you're right into the edge of the sea. Big fan of the site. And then on the way back, uh, we attempted to call into <laughs> Stormont yeah. Classic Show. So it's it's run by AOVC, Association yeah. of Old Vehicles Club Ireland or Northern Ireland, something like that, who run Kilbrony, who run Dollingstown. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they decided to have Stormont show. This was in place of Donaldstown show, wasn't it? Is it? Right, I, okay. I think I read that online, yeah. I thought they said they were going ahead with Grace Hall anyway. Oh, maybe they are then. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's I'm a, wrong. There's a, there's a first for everything, you know. <laughs> I'd say old boys will still turn up. Ah, uh, yeah. Tradition. Especially it's tradition. No, they have to. It's <laughs> Northern Ireland. It's tradition. You know, they talk about the guys at Worthersea, you know, Worthersea's quit. You know, we don't want you in the town and the guys still turn up anyway. Yeah, you know why you didn't want us where we're here. <laughs> that's their granddad who's turning up to to uh, Kilbrony when it's not supposed to be on. Sorry I interrupted you there, No, you're grand. So, uh, yes, we, we tried to go to Stormont and we couldn't get parked anywhere near it. And then the rain came on. So we said we're fair weather classic car enthusiasts and we're going home. Combined with the fact that the same cars will be at Kilbrony next weekend. Combined with the fact that where we did get parked, it was a half hour walk, walk. And I was yeah. going to wet myself as well. So I was never <laughs> as glad to hear it. We'll just go on. <laughs> I think my daughter was too. She was rather yeah. bored. <laughs> but <laughs> I actually, I would have liked to have gone to it. Um, you know, brought the Jetta. Mm-hmm. But we had other stuff on today. It just wasn't going to work out. So um, it's a bit of a shame, but it, but there it is. Um, Tell Nigel what you've seen in the car park that we didn't know existed. Oh, didn't know this existed. So the first wee car park that we pulled into and kind of lapped around. You know what I'm going to say? The Polo? No. 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 Although the wee bread van, I did yeah. see that. Uh, Skoda Superb ABT. There you Excuse go. Excuse me. He's... Nigel's shocked. <laughs> <laughs> My stomach's shocked. Um, ABT. Yeah, an ABT uh, Superb, right. like hers. Yeah. Did you Google Same it? Color. See, did yeah, well, I Googled it. ABT, if any of you are considering having their, your car tuned by them, their website sucks. Do you know what? I was watching a YouTuber about a year ago. It isn't pronounced ABT. It's abd. It's abd. abd. I yeah. know, but I don't like It'll that. It'll be ABT forever. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's, it's only, I say only, it's wheels, a tune, and optionally... Like puddle lights, ABT <laughs> puddle say lights, ABT on them. It's a bit pathetic and rare. Yeah, I, I so kind of thought, not... I kind of thought it would give you like a lip kit, you know, the way you got back in the early yeah. days and stuff, which would be quite nice in your car. Mm. So 
I don't think I'll be paying them fucking 5,000 euro or whatever it was mm. they were looking for it. I was going to say, if you could have got a lip kit or something, I nearly would have bought you that new as a present yeah. sort of thing if you wanted to keep the Superb for a while or whatever, because that would be a nice addition to it. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't even know they existed. No, neither did I. Why not? So there you go. Interesting uh, things you see on the road. Yep. Good times. I do. I think so, yeah. Nigel, what's new with you? Lots of stuff, lots of stuff. I like so lots of stuff. We've mentioned Euro Treffen. Uh, we don't need to cover that again. Mention it again, why not? Uh, 2nd of July, Blue Circle Sailing Club. Get your ass down there if you've got Come a European car. Even if you don't have a European car, you can spectate it. It's a great day out, family orientated. Maybe you will buy a European car after it and yeah. see the light. You yep. should. See the light. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to sell my A4 estate. I was shocked when I seen this, because that's been the... Uh, the workhorse. The workhorse, been, the stable of your... There's been a reshuffling of cars in the Lamont household. I like it. So it basically comes from the A4's roof. I went, oh, sorry, the A4 Cabriolet I have has been lying up in the yard for six months because the roof stopped working uh-huh. or intermittently was working. Uh, finally got around to fixing it. I had sort of bodge fixed the roof motor before. Boy came out of bed, didn't work. And it's basically, there's a weak point in the motors in these, and it's the bushes and the electric motor part of the sort of electro-hydro motor. And you can sort of budge it, but eventually it'll fail again. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to be sure, took it up down the Maxwell, plugged it in, checked for faults, and we're basically narrowed down. It is That's the motor. what it is, yeah. So a new motor from Audi is close to £1,000, which can suck my balls. No, thanks. And I happened to be watching... That was to your... Already, by the way, not your balls. <laughs> Happened to be watching a YouTube video a couple of months ago, and it was actually an Australian guy who was fixing his motor, and he had found this company in Bradford in England. A bit closer to home for you then. And they basically refurbish. You send your old motor out, and they refurbish it back. Happy days. And send it back to you uh, for a few hundred pounds, low hundreds. I think it was 250 or something like that. Ah, brilliant. And you can pay an extra 50 pounds to get an upgraded motor that mm-hmm. basically... Like, I think the warranty for 10 years on busy. And you do that? I did that. I'm a fool not to. Um, so, Jubilee weekend there. I ordered it on Saturday morning. It was with me on Tuesday morning. Ah, how could you be bad at that? Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. So, um, and also th- when you send your old one back, it's 50 quid mm-hmm. back. Oh, so it's like, like a, a surcharge, surcharge type thing? Yeah. yeah. Very good. Um, so, and really, you- really easy to fit. Uh, I sort of panicked when I first fitted it because um, you top the reservoir up. They send out the fluid as well for it. You top the reservoir up. I pressed the button mm-hmm. and nothing happened. By the time it bleeds through. Correct. Yep. I was going, ah, oh, this sucks. I remember. And then I thought, oh, maybe because I haven't mounted in its place. Uh-huh. I might need an earth or something like that there. But I was talking to Andy later on. He says, yeah, it'll take a while for the fluid to circulate. And Very it's good. just been it's nice. up and down all day mm-hmm. long. It's nice when you do something like that and it's a nice fix and you know you're not worrying about it. Yeah, it's sorted and you don't have to worry about it. So got that fixed and told the wife I've got that fixed now I can sell it probably uh, I would really like to drive that car and I wouldn't blame her well there's too many cars in the driveway does that mean I would daily drive the Q5 then yeah so you'd be so upset about that too that's what happened so I'm daily driving the Q5 but you might be upset com- about fueling it <laughs> <laughs> come come the winter I would say I'll be back in, in the Cabernet hey. yeah <laughs> <laughs> ah, you'll be fine. But uh, yeah, so I'm driving the, the Q5. It actually isn't too bad in feel. It's mid-30s. And oh, it's, a, all right. it's a two litre TDI, basically. Yeah. yeah. A bit more weight. And a lot of comfort. Yeah. So, yeah, but sad to see the F4 go, I'm sure, because that's... That has been such a good car to me. 
I bought it with 60 something thousand miles on it from a place, uh, MC Car Sales in Macrofelt. They basically buy certain grade cars from auctions in England, mm-hmm. bring them in and stick wheels on them, the usual carry on. Uh-huh. Um, I, as soon as I got it, put a time belt on it, service it every 8,000 miles. Uh, I put HR springs on it. It, it, was, it sets few, really well. Yeah, it's one thing I always comment on it about does, that car. Yeah. It's like it, it doesn't look like it's on springs. You know, if you said it was in coilovers, I would believe you. It's really good in fuel long journeys too. And you had the the previous shape F four before that as well, which you yep. love too. It was a really good workhorse. Uh, you were down selling blue one, so it was mm-hmm. two thousand and three. Um, so I'm going to be selling it soon. If anybody might be interested, it'll probably be an advert up by the time this goes out. Give you a shout. Yeah, uh, good wee car. Uh, well looked after. Yeah. No, you've you've done a lot of miles in that too, as you've had it like. And it's it's been, actually at 99,000 miles now. Does that mean it's about to blow up 1,000 miles, according to the Northern Ireland <laughs> stereotype? <laughs> Absolutely. So, goodbye to the A4 and hello to the Q5. Nice. But uh, long term, there's other plans afoot. There always is. I like it. They're always <laughs> scheming. We're working towards something. But uh, another day. Also, I have the Mark 1. A little burgundy mark one that's up for MOT Wednesday the what date would that be 13th what date is the day is that the is it this Wednesday coming it'll be the one the time this comes out the day this comes out then yeah so if you're listening 15th. to this Nigel's probably sweating yeah half nine in the morning so uh, how to get the emissions dialed in thanks to Andy Maxwell for sorting that and hopefully we'll have a nice summer driving the little mark one about I love that car I for- me too I forgot how Shocking the brakes are like dangerously <laughs> bad. You get that good Sirocco upgrade, like Lee's. Yes. Yeah, I definitely need to do something. Recommend other the standard like two thirty nines on it, like just whatever it come from. No, two thirty nine GTI. I think these are like thirty fives. <laughs> <laughs> the way they feel here, they're two piece. Lee has a set of GTI calipers. Oh yeah, I do. Yeah, I would say if you you could work excellent. something out between us, there. excellent. Because they'll certainly not come back onto yours. No, do you have to do anything with the server with them? No. No, I think the servo's all the same, same for the not you can put if you really wanted to, you could do what Lee done, put the Mark II or Mark III servo onto yeah. it. Looks kind of the same and it's a pretty easy fit. Will the wheels fit over? Is that the only question? Yeah. The wheels will fit over the GTI brakes because you can get thirteens over them. Okay. Because that's the tarantulas were well, on there. You yours. Go, you'll be yeah. fine. Get her done. Cool. Get the brakes sorted. Okay, that's news with us. So we'll just move on to general news then. So Connor, you want to kick it off? Um I think we should start off on a a positive on like new or new with me anyway, which was very negative at the start. It was uh, how the motorsport scene in Northern Ireland's doing. So a successful week at the TT for Michael Dunlop. Did you see this here? Twenty yeah. first, twentieth and twenty first TT win for himself. Ninth in Supersport category, which is absolutely incredible. Um, I've dipped in and out of it. It's not something I would. I actually, I'd like to go and experience it sometime, but I've never really driven myself to go to it if you know what i mean mm-hmm. but i do like the nip and out of it because it's such an incredible thing that's just on your doorstep essentially it's unreal i catch it the odd time the odd day on atv4 there they would it's show just, us some up. it's amazing um what those guys do is just absolutely incredible um, um friends of mine uh they usually go over for a few days and you know kyle mcbride do you Donna Day? no he used to come to the show he's a helicopter pilot so he flies, boys I know, so I get to live the, the TT through them as they fly across in the helicopter. <laughs> Usually they go by boat, but they went by helicopter this year. How funny you say that. i seen Lurch was out on helicopter with That's it. Kyle's Is that who he was with? Yeah. Yes, I. Because i seen him, he put up, and then he was back in that day again. Aye. Uh, years ago, they used to go out in the boat. Ah. Like a rib. I uh, didn't fancy that, to be honest no, with you. Yeah, there's, no, there's not like a, 
an HSS. They're all small boats like, that go to the like Isle of Man. Troller type. Yeah. No. I would say the lifeboat or Navy has a sort of generally floating that area for the next oh, two weeks down. just to see. Because yeah. they're bound to get caught all the time. And then to see Ken Dons over as well. He's doing photography right. at it. Yeah. He put a few up today there. And I was, I was like, those are absolutely incredible. I keep meaning to buy uh, some of his prints off his website. They're so, so good. really good. I still think the best thing ever I've was the wee sticker he gave us with his 106 on it. Did yeah. you ever see it? Oh, I, yeah. It was really cool. Um, yeah, so absolutely fantastic time for the Dunlop family. I'm sure seeing, obviously, with the history that they've had there. Yeah. It's great to see that going on. Um, which also brings the unfortunate side of things. Is There's been three deaths at it. One, it, it seemed to be every day this week or so. Yeah, one was an Northern Ireland guy, uh, Davy Morgan. He was from Sainfield, I want to say. I work, here. I work in the bar in Cumber, and there's a few guys, like, Cumber's a big motorbike mm-hmm. you know, scene and a couple of guys were drinking the bar like they knew him and it raises he, he was actually he was he, I think he quit it just before COVID yes and then he got bored and got back into and it got back into it but that's what I say like this raises the the argument again that this sport should be banned or whatever and like when it comes down to it the people who are saying that it should be banned are not the people competing in it and no. like that man was 50 early 50s I want to say he quit it and went back to it. You know, we no one forced him to do it. Yeah. He's there because it's in him to do it. And most of those guys are like that. And like as I say, there's Michael Dunlop, who's lost a brother, father, and an uncle to the sport. And they're still doing it. And he's still out there competitively winning. I'm glad to see that the soft element of governance or whatever hasn't ruled in this one. And no. they're allowed to keep doing it. I... I Isle of Man without TT. Isle of Man would be screwed if there's no TT. I would say probably there's a lot of that goes on in it too. That the, 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 that must generate it brings. hundreds of millions for that island mm-hmm. in the space of two weeks. Yeah. And, you know, you kind of go to yourself, well, as I say, no one's forcing these guys to do it. They all nope. want to be there. Yep. And it's not like you or I can turn up on a bike and just race the TT. You have to qualify to be there. You know, you're an experienced rider. Um, your guy, Morgan, had 80... 80 80 races he'd done the TT over the last 30 years, you know, so he, he knew the track well and things yeah. can go wrong. It's just, it's a very, very unfortunate and sad part of the, the sport as well. But it just always brings, every time you see it, you think to yourself, here it comes and there are the cries for this should be banned, blah, blah, blah. The unknown like, next. Uh, yeah. I actually think it was because I think <laughs> one of the guys in work, I seen him sh- saying, who the fuck let Stephen Nolan talk about the TT? Uh, and I was like, yeah. So both good and bad from the TT. Um, great to see the good very unfortunate to see the bad but definitely check out the results and check out the highlights from it because it's an absolutely phenomenal race yeah mm-hmm. i watched a bit of the super stock um when i was away during the week there mm-hmm. it was good it's i i like i say i did a bit of racing in the younger days like rally and stuff like that and like it's nothing compared to what them guys are doing like the speeds that they're doing through road courses and you look at the road furniture that's there and you know slightest mistake everything's hard it's, yeah. a, it's the most dangerous motorsport in the world. It's basically. bound to be, yeah. It could not be. I, I can't think of anything that there's more deaths, you know, or more risk of death in. Yeah. It has to be up there. But no, it's great to see that you said that guys still can do it. Yeah. Um, news from me. Uh, you didn't see the news, I think it was during the week there, that they announced that the Mercedes One is finally going to be produced this year no what's it now is that a, like oh, a hypercar the, yeah it's the hypercar they've been talking about hmm. now this has been development for i think they started to tease it in 2016 mm-hmm. it was marketed as the f1 road going uh, car hypercar mm-hmm. and back then oh there's going to be 
It's going to be 1300 brake horsepower. There'll be nothing like it. Uh, it'll be this. It'll be that. So Did the bean the, counters get in on this, did the, they? The price was least so people had to put money down on it so apparently the allocations were all sold out nearly immediately mm-hmm. price was two and a half million euro That's <laughs> but this was going to be the best car ever um now is this going to be a flop because they released further details this week and it's going to production and it's not going to be 1300 brake horsepower it's going to be a thousand horsepower Aye. 600 of that from the engine and 400 from the electric motors compound that with a curb weight of 1,600 kilograms. That's not fantastic then when you actually... No. Yeah. And then the other thing is going to be four-wheel drive. Mm-hmm. So it's a heavy, underpowered hypercar. So it's off the, the top of my Technically head. isn't a hypercar because the stat for the not the 125 mile an hour came out. Mm-hmm. It's not even the top 10 cars ever made. It's a bit of a damn squib then. So I was listening to the guy talking about this week. Is there going to be a lot of deposits dropped in this? Well, see, that's what I was going to say. Where does that stand when you put a deposit on a car for potentially 1,300 horsepower and it's not what you you think you're getting? Mm-hmm. You, know, you expect more from Mercedes who should be at the forefront of what they're doing there. I think they're saving graces. Anybody can afford a 2.5 million pound car, they'll see that as an exclusivity. Yes, it'll be a collector's anyway. But I think Mercedes have dropped the ball. Combine that with the complete failure of Mercedes this season, Will that continue next season? Mercedes, like 2016, this was in the back of Mercedes dominance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everybody's Mercedes, Mercedes. Will this be a flop if true, the yeah. team doesn't perform? You Never really thought of that. How does it look? Uh, pretty sporty. Does, does it look like a traditional super slash hypercar or is it more on the, like, the lines of an F1 car? Or? Uh, Valkyrie-ish. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, a bit funky. But as a guy, a guy I was listening to you talking about, he says, if you want something that's unbeatable, buy a Senna. Then it'll break down. <laughs> I'd the like wire, to weigh in on this. The will explode. Yep. Buy the unicorn. Buy a unicorn. Because <laughs> it beat a Senna like it was stopped. Yeah, well, that's true, actually, yeah. <laughs> It's not too many I am floating about there was a problem. Unfortunately not. You could have bought the Huna truck, do you remember we talked about a while back? Oh, yeah. That would have been good. I think it was cool. But yeah, when you work that out, the power to weight ratio, it's roughly about six or 700 horsepower per ton. Yeah. It's not phenomenal, you know, when you... you got a shear on the... Well, it'll oh. still be fast, yes, of course, but when you compare it to what it's supposed to be compared against, it's not a fantastic stat. It, it like. was meant to be the ultimate, and it doesn't even got in the top ten. short. Yeah. But, no Here, thanks. It'll not affect us. No. It'll not put me off ban it because I wasn't going to ban in the first place. <laughs> Speaking of the Hoonicorn, kind of, the Hoona truck, there is a, I saw this on Fast Car, RIP, Fast Car magazine. Yep. I saw this on their website in the week. The world's first all-wheel drive 1,000 horsepower Nissan Navara R. Oh, wow. This thing is cool. I'll show you a picture. No, we all know that I do like a truck. Oh, class. Yeah. Combine a thousand horsepower like, in the truck. Damn, that's cool. Two years in the making, the world's craziest Nissan Navara has finally been revealed. Powering the Nissan Navara R is a thousand horsepower VR38 DETT engine. Whatever that means. It's from a GTR. Ah. All-wheel drive Dodson Motorsport GR6 gearbox. You imagine that should be fairly reliable because those GTRs take massive power anyway. SB Motorsport founder and professional drifter Steve Bagsy unpronounceable name Bagsy was at Dubshed a few years back wasn't he was he over with that GTR uh, no no I think I can't remember or was it players no he done players Bagsy I mean, that's what I was thinking of yeah 
uh, says, I'm really proud to deliver the first Navara R to the world and have it debut at a global event. It was debuted at the Isle of Man TT, actually. I didn't realise that. Okay, yeah. So uh, we'll post some pictures. This is my favourite picture of it with the like the smoke bombs. <laughs> it just looks awesome. evil. Yeah. It's class. But it it's all monster graphics and stuff, which is what kind of made me think kind of unicorn Yeah. I gotta get me one of those. You just mentioned there the the TT as well. I seen Richard Rollins was at the TT. Didn't oh, we it? talk before he was sponsoring a team at it? I seen a video of him standing at the roadside. I think yes. it was the first time he had seen the bikes going by, and you could physically see him shit himself yeah. as it went past. He just sort of <laughs> he was like, "Man, they're fast." <laughs> yeah, you see the shock in his face. It's it goes back to that thing we talk about too, and it's the Northern Ireland rallying too, where you can it's like the Great BDS where you can stand on the side of the road and almost touch them going past, and like if he's coming from Texas to that. He's probably never experienced somewhere you can stand on the side of a road and someone pass you at 180 miles an hour. The only thing he'll come close to that is oval NASCAR. Yeah, yeah. and you're not going to be standing on the side of the track three foot from the bike path. There's a big wall and a fence separating you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Only separating a blade of grass. It's (laughs) mental, like, yeah. I've just read down to the bottom of this article. Hold the phone, everybody. Mm -hmm. If you're looking at this and thinking, that's exactly the type of truck I want, the good news is you can buy one. SB Motorsport are taking orders from serious enthusiasts starting in 2023. Prices start from 250000 and each one will be spec to each customer's individual wishes to inquire. So anybody wants one, uh, contact the team by email info at sbmotorsport.co.uk. There's only one issue there for me. Can you guess what it is? Is it the £250,000? It might be, yeah. Is it's £250,000. Is company, is it? Yeah, it seems to it be. It is, yeah. Yeah. I can guarantee you all their orders will be coming from the Middle East. Yeah, Dubai type stuff. Them June racing guys. Mm-hmm. But I want one. That'll be good. <laughs> Buy a Matchbox version. That's as close as I'm going to get. <laughs> uh, yeah, so next bit of news is just like a... just. I think we should do this every so often, just a show date update. Yeah, yeah. So I'll just buy What's a few lists here. Uh, jump in if you, if you want to. Uh, Lega Curry Church are having their annual show 17th of June. This Friday? That'll be the, yeah, it's a couple Friday. of days after this comes out. The f- and then the day after that, the Saturday, is Kilbrony Forest Park show. And classics. Another great show. And DB on the Key, same day. Same day, yep. Are they not Sunday? No, I think they're Saturday. It's the same day as Kilbrony. Oh, right, right, fair enough. Um, Players Classic, 18th and 19th of June. I think Jamie Hill's heading over that with a mini, isn't he? Yes, and Connor. Connor Old and the usual crowd for that. Yep. Um, Goodwood Gavin Festival Black. Sorry? Gavin Black and those guys Gavin too. Black, that's right. Uh, Goodwood Festival Speed, uh, 23rd to 26th, 26th of June. <laughs> uh, it's a show I keep meaning to get to. Just hasn't worked out. Uh, just... Someday. It'll Two months on. Yeah. yeah. Um, of course, Eurotreffen, 2nd of July, Blue Circle Sailing Club. I don't think we've mentioned that one yet. No, <laughs> please no. attend. Uh, VAG show. Vaggy. Yeah, Lisa is Vaggy. <laughs> uh, 10th of July, it's at Cart World in Cork. Old School, New School is the 17th of July. It's at St. Mel's College in Longford. Uh, solo by Let's Dance is the 7th of August at Meadowbank Arena in Macrofelt. Um, so that should keep you busy for a while. Yeah. There's more There's more to be added, but just sort of keeping that brief. Uh, it's the next few weeks anyway. Because as I was saying to Lee, I have so much stuff to do between MOTs and the garage and housework. And I looked at my phone on the calendar and I have all those dates in. <laughs> I looked and it was like, there's a weekend used up, there's a weekend used up, there's... And I was like, I'm never going to get anything done ever again. Yeah. <laughs> like the show calendar Until is the full autumn. this year. Yeah. <laughs> I looked and I was like, it's going to be October. 
and then I'm going to have to do all this backlog of stuff. I'm not going to get working on any of my own cars, and then I'm going to be sitting next year again going, oh, it's the same shit. <laughs> it's, it's like Groundhog Day. But yeah, the, the show season is obviously off the back of COVID too, is rammed this year. Yeah. So it's cool to see. Happy days. Great news. Um, another bit there I have is Gary had sent us this in was the arson attack at Autotune in Balamina. So that's right. A few months back, we were at Autotune yeah, with the GTNI day, and Lee, you'd on the rolling road with the Jetta. Yep. Um, that's the first I'd been to Autotune, but I'm pretty sure you've been before, Nigel, with the guys. Uh, years ago. Yeah, and they always have a very good reputation. And when we were there, we're a great bunch of lads, like great crack. We're enjoying what they were doing, and someone burned out nine cars, I think it was, outside on the premises. Yeah. I think the premises was fine. It was it, just yeah. Um, so they're back up and running again. Obviously, a bit of a fallout trying to work stuff in the background <clears> and stuff, but all the best to those guys getting going again because it's sad to see what was a, a good tuning business get attacked like that. Yeah. I'm not going <clears> to... <throat> Sorry. <laughs> At McDonald's for lunch. <laughs> I can cut that out. No Don't cut it out. <laughs> I was I was gonna say the C word. Yes, crap, crap. No, there's crap in his pants. <laughs> um, next article I have here is uh, well, I'll give you the headline, and then if we need any more details, I suppose we can have them. But I think the headline pretty much says it all. Hyundai recalls two hundred thirty nine thousand cars for, in inverted commas, abnormally exploding seatbelt part. Ah oh, yes. I reckon that'll be a pre-tensioner. Is that about James Bond going on there? Yeah. Kill your enemy in the passenger seat. That'll be Eje- fun. What's the Fast and Furious? Ejecto Cedo cuz? That's what it is, actually, yeah. <laughs> it's the pre-tensioners, yeah. which is kind of as we suspected, may deploy abnormally during a crash. That'll be abnormal. Metal fragments may enter the cabin with it when this happens. I've worked with pre-tensioners before, and yeah, they're supposed to be like locked in, like when they're not in use, locked in steel cabinets and things like that, because people can get killed by them, so when that's gone off randomly in an accident. So was the last thing you think is, I hope that's not a headlight embedded in my head. Oh wait, no, it's the seatbelt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just one lad, one more thing to add to the list of shite that's happening as you're getting rode off. Um, I'll give you a well, among the 239,000 is 61,000 Hyundai Accents built between April uh, 2019 and May 2022. The dealerships will love that because they get paid for it. Yeah. Take them in and replace all the bits. All the recall work. Uh, 166,000 Hyundai Elantras. And, uh, yeah. No i30Ns though. Yeah. My wee friends, I like it. It seems, I think that's an American article that I'm reading, so it's kind of mentioning the American cars, but uh, yeah. I'm sure Hyundai's head office are loving that. Shit one, Hyundai. Um, DeLorean is back. Uh, I think we mentioned about the DeLorean Motor Company reforming yeah. last year, the year before. So the press release from Car Throttle this week, it was basically talking about their new car, the Alpha 5. It uh, takes design cues from the iconic uh, DMC-12 from Back to the Future fame. Um, like the original, it has uh, has been penned by Etal Design. It features rear glass louvers and, frankly, enormous gullwing doors. It has a 100 kilowatt electric battery pack, which is good for around 300 miles. Uh, in real world, probably about five. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's claiming not a 62 of 3.4 seconds. Yeah, it can't be any slower than the last one anyway. Yeah. Um Oh, sorry. I've read that wrong. That's from Back of the Future. Not 62, 3.4. No. Uh, 
Oh, sorry. Not the idiot. I'm completely confused here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for Back to the Future fans, it'll reach 88 miles an hour and 4.35. That's what got confused there. I still don't believe... That sounds quick. The yeah. original DeLorean could have done it. Yeah. yeah. With that Peugeot engine <laughs> that's chuffing the most, away. That's the most unbelievable part of the films. <laughs> Not the time travel that that thing got to 88 miles an hour. Was the Peugeot or Renault V6 a, it ran? Uh, Peugeot, Volvo, Renault. Uh, yeah, like mixture of yeah. the three. Yeah. Um, I don't so, know what Volvo were doing there. Maybe uh, down a really steep hill, but certainly not in a mall parking lot. Off a cliff. <laughs> uh, price and details are yet to be confirmed, but production is to begin 2024, so it's a brief bit away. It's cool so, to see weird stuff like that being built, though. You know, uh, they're talking about potentially later on a hydrogen-powered one. Oh, interesting. Although hydrogen is the future after electric yeah. kills the planet. Shits itself, yep. Yep. Mine, my next one isn't so much news, but it's just something that I seen on Facebook and I thought it was quite interesting. So there's a guy who's built uh, an eight million dollar racetrack behind his house in the states in New York. I mean, that is the dream, as you do. Oh, sweet! Technically, it's a seven point five million dollar racetrack, and half a million dollars was spent paying off the locals to stop protesting it. Essentially, what right, okay. happened? <laughs> so, uh, fifty-seven. Only half a million. I know. Bargain. Splash out. Man has more in the bank because 57-year-old Alan Wills, Wilsig was left a banking empire basically by his father. He, Handy. Yep. He died in 2003 and he quickly sold it a year later and basically is working his way through the $752 million that it netted him. What a task that is. So you go on to his Instagram. His Instagram is simply Alan Wilsig and it's in the bio it simply says, no one has more fun. And this man is... <laughs> he's probably right. He's living up to it. Uh, so he has a 275-acre site in New York, which he built what he calls Wilzig Racing Manor. The track's 1.15 miles long. It's 40 foot wide. His elevation changes of 80 foot. And he can configure it to run 2.75 miles if you really want to. He has three-story garages. He has 12 cars and 110 bikes. Wow. So I just thought it was quite interesting. I did laugh, though, because his father was an Auschwitz survivor who then came to America. And I thought you were going to say his father was an Auschwitz officer. No, <laughs> quite the opposite. I, I've done the link of the banker. <laughs> you know, Quite the opposite. <laughs> Some Nazi gold. That's why he's got a 700 million. So this is where it gets weird. He refuses to allow German cars on the track after what happened to his father by the Germans. Okay. Right? But he clearly, in the photographs, there's Lamborghinis, ah. which are owned by German company. They are. But oh. if you really want to go into it, they're also Italian. The Italians weren't that innocent in the war, and neither were the Japanese when there's an NSX sitting and a whole load of Japanese and Italian motorbikes. Yeah. So he kind of cuts himself down. I can't see him in a TVR around that track anytime soon, like, you know. <laughs> um, so did laugh at that. Another interesting fact was someone commented on it saying, it's ironic that... The site is 30 minutes from the nearest town, which is called Germantown. So he probably has PTSD. Oh, he probably drives around that <laughs> going by this article. Here, fair play. But thing. here, how much fun would that oh, be? Living um, the dream. Yeah. Um, and he, apparently he opens it up once a year to the public and does like a charity day. He's Brilliant. very... Hats off. Yeah, he's, he's good that way, you know, raising funds and stuff. So I just thought it was interesting snippet that we're not all living in shitholes, apparently. <laughs> Well, just following on from that, I was about to suggest that I possibly have something here that he could buy with the random change he finds down the back of the sofa, but maybe not having said what you were saying about the German cars. Um, if you 
are fancy. You can now buy a pair or as many pairs as you would like of Maybach sunglasses. Weird. Um, <laughs> starting price at two thousand eight hundred and eighty US dollars for the creator range. There's some that come with a horn kind of frame detailing on them, like Diamedna. Which no, no, not like that kind of a horn <laughs> made of animal horn. <laughs> oh, oh, that's that's controversial. <laughs> but you'll be glad to know. Um. I was going to say vegans. The vegans wouldn't be happy about it anyway. But, you know, environmentally conscious people that it does not harm the animal. They simply harvest the horns and the horns grow back. Oh, right, right. Uh, they come from, I have it here. Do they pay the animals? Asian water buffaloes. That's where they get the horn from. Hmm. You know, when I buy sunglasses, I have to specify that Asian water buffalo horn is in the frame. Yeah. It's the only it's way a, to have a them. Must, like, yeah. It's a must. I yeah. find this the only way I can have Ugh. it. Wasting your time if you don't. Exactly. Creator sunglasses are available in 10 colour schemes, coloured metal or titanium, plating in 22 karat gold, rose gold or platinum. Gold plated versions come in three variants, amber coloured natural horn and gold mirrored lenses, matte black horn and dark grey lenses, or cream and green marbled horn with lenses in a green gradient. They just look horrendous. They look. I'd say they do. Have you ever we're, got... We're just, yeah, Maybach, just... It's going to be tacky. Yeah. Um, I can definitely see Kanye rocking a pair. For oh, that sure. says it all for me. They look like. Do you ever see the disco kind of glow stick glasses yes. that you used to get? Uh-huh. That's what that's what the frames look like. Oh, they're horrendous. Jeez, they're worse than I imagined. <laughs> that's exactly how I would see a Maybach driver looking. Not. <laughs> yeah, that's like something Dizzy Rascal wore yeah. twenty years ago or fifteen years ago. But see, honest, you, you know, know what they look like. They look like something in Tenerife looking Yuki Man would say. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, I'm sure they'll <laughs> nice have a price, version nice of price. them. <laughs> but yeah, so if you're driving your Maybach and uh, you want some horrendous glasses, they'll hook there you, you go. Work away. Speaking actually as well of living your best life, just we're talking about your guy Alan there. Um, Mark Brumman, Tons of Gas, who we talked about on the last episode is the collection of cars that he takes mm-hmm. down. Mark is an insane collection from, I think we talked about he had like a, a Mark 1 Jetta with 4,000 miles, but he has like these like Lamborghini Diablos and stuff and just an insane collection and really nice guy. And he put up on Instagram the other day saying, should I bag the Diablo? I thought about I did on, you know, and I done my usual. Yes, of course you should. Click that there. Next thing at the end of the wee poll come up, looks like I'm bagging the Diablo. Next thing there was a receipt for his, you could see where he bought all the stuff for it. I was like, this the is absolutely fantastic. So there's going to be a nice Diablo kicking about. Nice. Because going by the rest of his cars, they're classy. It's, it's going to be very, very Where's nice. Where live? Um, Georgia? Georgia or some of the southern states and around that, maybe North Carolina actually. I think my favourite part about that Instagram post that where he posted the receipt was it was like bags, whatever, dollars, you know, um, management, however many dollars, blah, blah, blah. And then at the top it said economy shipping, seven to 15 business days. And I was like, you couldn't splash out for the priority shipping. There you go, Mark Lee will get you the priority shipping. She'll pay for it. Well, I kind of thought maybe the, the company would have thrown that in. Yeah. Considering. Yeah. You're just going to put bag riders on blast. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got, Nigel? My last story is F1 cars come to Belfast next week. Next week? Yep. Uh, so that's in Martin, uh, Formula One team, and Peroni Zero have teamed up. Uh, yeah, Zero. So they're doing, uh, it comes to 
the cathedral quarter next week. Uh, chance to see an F1 garage, and it's called an ex. What's it called? Something multi-sensory experience. So, what do they have it set up as like in the pets kind of thing? Uh, I'll I'll read out here. You can see what you think. So, Saint Anne Square and the cathedral quarter will be the first stop of the European tour called El El Pot Pit Stop. Weird. What's that say? L two. I don't know. Pit stop. Whatever. Put together by the Aston Martin F1 team and Peroni Nastro Azzurri Zero. Italian uh, beer brand that I would quite like to do a brand deal with. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's the alcoholic one. Deal. Not the zero one. Uh, so June 16th and 19th is down in St. Anne's. It's a multi-sensory experience. We'll give motor racing fans the chance to see Aston Martin F1 car up close, as well as trying their hand at Pit Stop Challenge. Yep. Best of all, it's free. Um, they'll get the hear and feel the roar of the real F1 cars Aston Martin and unmistakable engine noise will be a huge part of the experience there are refreshments too uh, no ticket needed just turn up that'll be rammed yep that'll be absolutely insane um, when's that next 16th do oh so it's running for a while 16th and 19th oh very good so get down there and check it out something hey, tell you there's lots on at the minute yep that'll okay. probably be in the courtyard it's bound to be Sedans, yeah. I would say Okay, we'll leave the news there and we'll move on to some YouTubes. Do you just want to yeah, um, crack on? I can start. The first one I have here, most of mine center around um, YouTube videos now appearing after a week or two after Alpine Volksfair and Helen. So I have a few there. The first one we've talked about before is uh, Dutch Auto Parts, which shop DAP. They did one on a URS6, which is... I think they're from the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, the guy had swapped the V10. Oh, no, it's 95. 95, is it? Because um, I've the, got it as well. The, they swapped a two, I can't remember if it was a 5-liter or a 5.2-liter V10, which is the basis of the early... Carlotto. Yes, engines, when Audi took over Lamborghini. That car, do you remember it, Lee, when it was driving around? Yeah. It sounded like a supercar. Like, I knew that high pitch, high revving. I, wa- I watched this video, and... Between the guy being so funny, oh yeah, and the car being absolutely insane, and he's the so launches. nonchalant about it. He's like, "Yeah, we just did this, and we did and this." And he just rakes the crap out of it. Well, you want to heard that thing going through the town? It sound you, like if I expected to see a Zonda, you, you turn around, and you're like, "Oh, what's that?" <laughs> yeah, that thing is absolutely incredible. It's like a really, really good video goes into kind of the details of what it is, yeah. and it's more so the sound of it. It's just absolutely incredible. He previously had an RS6 engine in it. Yeah. And that wasn't enough. And he blew it up. <laughs> so he's trying his best to blow this one up. He definitely is. And um, shafts are taking some punishment. Four-wheel drive as well, yeah. Cool video. What have you got? Well, I was going to mention that too. On the lines of Alpine Vagfair that I definitely want to do next year is the Rotiform uh, movie. Did you watch it with Jay? Yes, I did. So now, Usually Lee and I watch these together and I gave in and watched it during the week. What? Yeah. You didn't tell me that? No, I didn't want to tell oh, you. Oh, You're a dick. Yeah, I am. <laughs> So Rotoform, I was just, we we're just talking about this at lunch today, that Rotoform are really starting to take part in big uh, German car shows this year. I've seen Corey starting talking about this during the week on the Volkscrack Instagram Live, and he says like they're really, they're forming a brand as an image, and they want to be in, in the community, Insane. Yeah. and it, you can really see that with them, because they're going oh, to shows, they're getting themselves involved, and like those guys that started those brands, there's a whole backlash and you see people all brutiform and you know like there's Lee with their rotiform bottles. So cool. Um 
you know, and it's easy to turn around and shit talk those guys, but those guys are old school Volkswagen yeah. RD guys and they're car enthusiasts, yeah. you know, and they're still doing that thing. And why not try and get closer to the people that you're trying to sell to? Because they're all in the same mindset, no matter what happens. Basically, there's there's a lot of uh, sort of B-roll video in it, but the the basis of the, the, the It's like a mini movie. Uh, it's Jay from uh, Players from uh, Wheel Pro UK. And he comes over, he gets a phone call uh, about going to Alpine Vag Fair and he thinks it's skiing. And he's basically dancing about the show with full ski gear and skis on. But he, I, he drives in the Mark 1 Cabrio, but it's one of them converted. Yeah, it's like a coach built. You've seen it, Lee, when we were there. Yeah. It's a Mark 1 Cabrio being dropped onto a, a synchro country Mark 2 chassis. Odd looking thing. Rare machine. Wouldn't be mm. for me. Um, but the, at the show, they had it all set out like. With the, with the wee wheel up and the fake and snow around it and stuff. You know the way all the off-road boys have to have their wee leg cocked? Yeah. Their wee wheel cocked. It was like that. <laughs> it was well done. I actually seen what you were saying there about J.A. filming parts of it. And he was walking around in the full ski suit. Now, I was in shorts and a t-shirt in 33 degree weather, sweating my balls off. And I was like, how is that yeah. man doing that? Yeah. But the, at the video, they do like, do you ever watch Smokey and the Bandit movies? Yes. One of my favorite bits was the outtakes at the end. They there's, do that. There's two minutes outtakes at the end of it. So I didn't realize this, but when I was with those guys and Corey at uh, Ultimate Dubs this year, so we're hanging out in the stand and they had a TV going with all their stuff rolling in the background. I didn't realize how much like movies and films those guys make as advertising stuff. And it's mm. all like three or four minutes and they're actually quite humorous. You know, they'll pick a theme and go with it and it works really, really well, but they don't seem to push it that much. But mm. if you look at the backlog, you know, in their YouTube, there's so much there, and there's a good laugh when you do watch them. They're sort of lighthearted. It's a direction change that I've seen through these videos. Previously, Rotoform videos were very, I don't know. It was the usual swooping around a car, yeah. electronic music playing, the way every show video seems to be. But it's great to see them connecting with the yeah, it's cool. The base of customers. Yep. Uh, another one I have there is our very own listener, Dog Pizza. He runs the rabbit Shout hole. Out Mike. Yeah. He runs the Rabbit Hole channel and he actually has a few videos out from Helen. He's done a road trip down from New York down to it, documenting as it goes. It's actually really interesting. Shows you a lot of the country and the campsites and like just living in the van and random what looks to be like random fields along rivers and stuff. And then another one that he did was he drove a guy's electric Mark 1, which was an old development car by some sort of, I think it was some sort of university down south Clemson wasn't it Clemson maybe yeah. yeah Um, but it's like really old technology it's an old motor dire- uh, connected directly to the Mark 1 gearbox so he still has clutch and gears and no way now you see like modern modern car batteries aren't like a car battery in your Corrado say this is just full of those batteries like old, old style bat- bat- just all se- <laughs> like linked in sequence yeah class <laughs> uh and your guy takes it out, and it's, they haven't got the throttle pedal hooked up yet, so it's on a hand switch. So your guy's driving it <laughs> with a clutch with and a, brake. What looks like, like like a volume switch, just like a dial. On a box on his leg. just turning it up and down. <laughs> it's, it's very funny. We watched it. It's well worth watching. If you watch any of these videos, watch that one, because you're like, that guy's going to get killed. And you can see him like trying to pull out in traffic and all. And it was Stefan said to us, it was like, imagine you cruising along, and then you drop the box with the controller on oh. it. And you, cause yeah, like, did you ever drop your phone under the seat or something? Like, that'd geez. be a nightmare. And there's no way those brakes will overpower that electric motor. It just won't happen. Yeah. So I thought, it's a really good video, and it's interesting to see something just fucking weird, weird. like that. Yeah. It's cool. I remember looking around it at the show, and it was like, this is strange. So it's cool to get a, a bit of background info on it. 
Cool. Uh, Dan Chambers. I he, have that as well, yeah. Yeah, he's bought a Mark III. And sold it again. And sold it again. Yeah. I think he realised what he'd done. Bought a Mark III. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, sir? So he bought a black Mark III, uh, opened the engine, and basically it was a... Eight valve with a it was an eight valve R fifty three supercharger strapped to it. Yeah, to me it was a time bomb. Yeah, yeah. But, definitely was a strange uh, setup. A bit scabby and all the rest of it. I think he's just sort of done his sums and just went. Nah, I wish he'd done something with it. There's yeah. very few people doing Mark three. True. There's um, Christian Smith. He's really the only one doing anything Mark three related. This uh, he's, he's out of Germany now. I was watching yeah. the videos recently. He's back in, but I think he's storing some of the cars at Adam LZ's compound. Seen that yet? Why not? Yeah. Um, did you see as well the other one Dan put out where I thought when he put up the preview for it he had busted sump did you see what happened no so no. he shook down the car he's been building for 18 oh, sorry. months yes the exhaust yeah yeah. the exhaust caught a raised manhole and drove the exhaust hanger through the steel petrol tank and was lashing fuel out over yeah. the hot exhaust that would have been dangerous brown trousers yes. moment yeah yes. I think the the pub that had happened outside called the fire brigade and all which was probably the right thing to do yeah but you'd be shitting yourself so, not a great time for him at the moment. Not good. But that's the joy of shaking down a car like that, isn't it? Uh, ILB have a series of videos out uh, from their trip over to Access Car Nights. So, COVID sort of knocked Worthersea in the head for a few years there, but the Access Car Nights seems to have overtaken from what, what a replacement was, yeah. to it. Uh, massive car show with just insane levels of cars on it. So, I think I've done three or four videos behind the scenes and a bit of footage in around the show. If you're thinking of going to it, check them videos out. Yeah. Give you an idea what it's involved. I've noticed Adam has started doing vlogs and stuff again, which is good. I watched a few of them when they were doing the diff and the M3 and things like that, and it's actually quite humorous. My favorite one is the Nuts Corner uh, the Scrap Car, the Endurance Rally. That's right, yeah. And then they had Pete Matthews on there a few few weeks ago as yeah, well. Yeah. It was definitely a humorous one. I think they took the piss out of him. Pete with the editing with that one, he told me. <laughs> that's right, I remember. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's me out of YouTube. Yeah, cool. You too? I'm uh, going to watch YouTube without you now. <laughs> no, don't, please. I am. Oh dear. And because I saw like a preview, like a news article for a video, and I was like, oh, we should watch that. I'm going to watch it without you. It's one of the this versus that of a classic mini racing a Hellcat. So fuck you. There we go. And There's a divorce. I'll so report back we'll in two weeks. We'll end the episode there while we contact solicitors. Lee's actually <laughs> going to have YouTube first. There we go. <laughs> sort of along the lines of YouTube, but not. It was an Instagram video. I tagged you in it, Connor. The insane Diffin video at a road junction in America. Did you tag me in that? Yeah. I can't remember. The video just keeps getting worse the longer you watch it. Oh, I, did you see this during the rounds? Is this another thing you've watched without me? No, 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 it's not. It's, it's only a clip. He technically has, Lee. <laughs> yes. Thanks, he went, no, 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 no. <laughs> he has. This is getting worse. <laughs> no, but Keep the, digging, Connor. The, this is a... It's like a snippet that someone has videoed at a... What we would call a cruise. They call a shutdown. So they're from an elevated position. And it's like a road junction. You know, big crowd watching the guys diffing. cars diffing. And, and probably about four or 500 cars around the edge. And it's the usual diffing... Like back in the day when there was different events, the crowd gets closer and closer. And the cars get wider and wider. Yeah. This boy, he nearly clipped, at the start of the video, he nearly clips an MX-5. And he sort of... Yes, I've seen that. And then he goes way out wide and he knocks, he skittles about 10 people flying. And you think, oh dear. And you have two options when you do something like that. Get out and go, is everybody okay? Or you get out 
to hell. And run away. <laughs> so he, 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 he went to drive out. I think he caught a few people as he tried to drive out. And then the crowd tried to Drove stop him. Drove in the back of a car. Yep. Then when they started to beat his car, he reversed over about another five people. And then, he's, what did he do? Someone went and fires him? Uh, someone started lighting fireworks, which there was either oil or fuel on the road, which then lit that. Nice. It just, you know, one of those things. Nice. It's like yeah. the more you watch, the worse it gets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just was absolutely insane. I wish I, I, wish I could uh, send a link to this, but I uh, don't know what site it was on. Or no, it was, it was just sort of doing the rounds on Instagram. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was fucking mental. Doing the car scene, plenty of favours. Mm-hmm. Aye, making us all look great. Yeah. And of course, what car was it? Did you see what car IS it was? IS200. IS200. Of or course Or in America, was. 300. But all I've seen all on same. Instagram stories and social media this week is boys frothing at the thought of Donegal next weekend that's it John Bill will be there that's like IS200 <laughs> John <laughs> yeah I did see that and it was you know I've done some stupid things in cars I've nearly lost my license you haven't Lee I know you have Nigel perhaps things have got worse than that for you at one point Ele- elevated <laughs> yes escalated um, sorry yeah um I'm not, I'm not even joking about what I was going to say there because it would give away what happened. But um, <laughs> but yeah, you sort of think some. But I've never like you never knock someone down and then try and leave the scene of that accident. You know that's just absolutely no. incredible. Like even taking that out of the car scene, if you did that driving along, you wouldn't. You know you think fuck me, you're going to jail. Yeah. Never mind in the middle of that. So they just make an example out of you. Yeah. So we'll leave the YouTube's there and we'll move on to our sponsor. As usual, I'd like to mention our sponsor and it's studio 10 detailing so robin is a specialist in detailing cars for over 10 years i'm sure he is based in Balamina. he does all sorts of detailing ceramic coatings he has online training available he's a racing line performance dealer uh some tasty stuff in this week i've seen as usual what uh, has he got there was 911 there was super impreza it's just oh i saw the impreza it, it was nice yeah it's insane what he can do to a car yeah um as i say we, we've all used them before or at least you guys have i don't have anything that'd be worthy <laughs> once you get your new doors <laughs> on the board onto, you can you take know? it up <laughs> yeah someday i'll have just something. polish that one door for me yeah. robin <laughs> i don't have anything that i would, would be worth my time detail and never mind bringing it to robin to insult him um but yeah the, the turnaround and stuff and we said before about extrema coatings but my favorite always is the glass coatings it just blows yeah. me away what they can yeah. do so yeah, if you want to invest wanna, in your cars, invest with a professional yeah. studio town detail on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, and the Google machine and the Google, the Google machine. machine on those old internets. Yes, thanks, Granny Lee. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we'll just round things up by a few questions from our listeners. So Connor, do you want to crack on? Yeah, certainly. Yeah. So the first one then comes in from Gary Mr underscore Bushy underscore Evo Two. Gary says. What's the weirdest thing you've ever seen on the road? I was at Sandy Nose Roundabout one night around midnight and was passed by a cavalier with four guys inside and no doors, which is quite the sight, I'm sure. I wonder where the doors went. I wonder where they were going. Yeah. Midnight with no doors. Be cold. Only up to no good. Oh, of course. <laughs> Just some mischief. General mischief. <laughs> imagine, imagine being a cop and seeing that on the road and be like, the fuck are these doing? <laughs> yeah, you just, one of those ones you'd be like, what? Why? I had to stop him, but like, why are you doing this? And then they tell you, and be like, okay, and just go on ahead. I didn't see you. Go away. Please leave. <laughs> uh, weirdest thing I've seen on the road? I know I've seen some weird shit, but 
I remember working in around West Belfast once and coming out of a builder's merchant, there was a guy coming out in a, I think it was some sort of Vauxhall, like a Cavalier, no, sorry, a, like a Vector or something. And they bought like multiple sheets of MDF. So eight before sheets of MDF and they had no roof rack. So they just set them on top of the car's roof. And the passenger was holding one side with his hand and the driver was holding the other side out with his hand. Out through the window? Yep, out <clears> through the window. And I was like, you crossed like 30 mile an hour, that's going to take off like a sail. I feel really awkward right now because I done that when I was about 18. Well, there you go. I had no trailer, no tow bar. And you just, bringing... could you hold it with your hand? Well, I had this side, mate, had the other, and we drove from Newtonards to Money Ray. How did you change gear? Jedi mind tricks. Aye. So you didn't break the laws with your side? <laughs> he was driving an automatic, obviously. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've seen weird shit like that, and you've been like, what are you doing here? This is a bad idea. Um, Weird. <laughs> Probably coming across Joyriders up the Glen Road one time. That's, yeah. it's, the, it's the moment where you think, what are them boys at? And then they slowly twig, oh, they're Joyriders. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And they were just sitting in the road. There's two cars of them just sitting doing burnouts. Yeah. And you're thinking, they will hit me for yes, fun. The, just for the crack, they'll yeah. bang into me. That's the worry. Weird. Uh, I suppose that's weird. Lee, you do a lot of driving in the south. You're bound to see some strange stuff. Just awful driving. I see weird stuff. And when we have questions like this, I can never think of it. Road bowling. Road bowling. I have seen road bowling. Do you know um, about this, Nigel? <laughs> only twice. In the like boys f- that fire them down the... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In like four years have I seen it, but I have uh, I have come across it. For those who, who don't know, it's a. I think it's exclusive to the kind of very southwest corner of Ireland. Um, it's basically a big metal ball, a bit like a shot put. Um, and I don't exactly know the object of the sport, but it, it is something to do with rolling it as far as you can down the road basically these are back roads by the way i think it's how far you can put it down the road in three show three shots oh, is that or five like shots that? i forget how many it is okay. but that's the objective the longest distance you can run with so many throws but i can imagine lee doing a bit of back road staging yeah. and coming around a big metal ball comes through the windscreen yeah, <laughs> or, yeah. Like or through the radiator 30 people spectating in the middle of the road yeah that's pretty weird <laughs> yeah that that's definitely weird Road bowling itself, just even the the thought of it. Have you came across gypsy racing down carriageways? That's that common round where I live. That I don't even think that's weird anymore. Did you see the guy coming out of Larne in the horse and trap? No, I didn't. We we come out different ways. We get lost. Uh, he, just when you're coming out the round, last round about Larne, there's a boy in a trap and a horse just mm, flying along with twenty miles an Yeah, I I see them regularly down. Yeah, but don't I don't see that in Cumbria. So that's Aye, it's something different for you. Oh, yeah. around Craig Avon, that was a that was quite common yeah what else um i saw some cool cars this week i might as well just mention them while we're here they're, they're not weird they're just cool i saw a camaro ss like an old the original like, one 60s kind oh, nice. of one uh i actually when it was coming towards me it was like british racing green and i thought it was like the bullet mustang at mm-hmm. first and then i realized it was a camaro uh so that was cool i also saw a Renault 5 gt turbo oh, black cool. one sitting just in some wee town just sitting on the side of the road and i was like holy fuck look at that most of those things dissolved yeah um i'll try and think of some more weird stuff and actually make a note of it or write it down at some point the next one then jake underscore slow up he says oh there's a terrible joke asked for helicopter flavored crisps but they only had plain he must be subscribed to dadjokes.com yeah he's very good jake keep him going thanks jake that's like your mum's favorite joke what type of biscuits fly, Nigel? Plain. Plain biscuits. That's my mum's only joke. <laughs> well, my my only joke is uh, 
I can't, can't even remember right now. <laughs> That's a good joke. That's, That's how good a comedian I am. What do you call, do you call a woodpecker with a beak? Headbanger. Ding. Christ. I'm moving on. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Good night. Another one from Jake. Um, if, if you could invent an air freshener scent, what would it be? Lee wants something to neutralize my farts. I was just going to say, if, if you could make your fart into a chemical warfare weapon, you would make a lot of money. Militaries, I am available. It was bad today there. <laughs> it was bad. Um, hmm. Petrol. I, I think they should make aftershave or perfume scented for your car. Cool, cool, water, don't. cool water air fresheners are nice. No, yeah. Do you know what I want? Do you when you get an old car? Like an 80s, 90s, early 90s, late 80s kind of car, and they have that certain smell. Oh, the... But you want that in all your cars? Yes. That, like, slightly damp, slightly old materials, you know. Ah. It just had that kind of... flavor. Fust- yeah. Like, your grandest balls, you imagine. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, Connor, you and me have different opinions <laughs> of things. I do not want my car smelling no. like my grandest balls. Well, well, he sat on it for like 30 years, you know. I'd love to see the marketing there. campaign for that there. Uh, like a very strange where there's a ah, original yes. effort. The fragrance of Pappy's balls. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was actually going to suggest like the smell of your garage. Like, yeah, I love that. Better WD 40, slight petroly smell, just oils. Metal tools. Ah, uh, no. I, I use my car and I have petrol on it for the lawnmowers. And I you hate, want that? hate Yours the smell would be of too, too strong. Yeah. Just WD-40 would be nice. But then you wouldn't have to invent an air freshener for that. You could just spray some WD-40 <laughs> in your car if you really <laughs> wanted. Job, job done. The smell of a barbecue. Oh, you, yes. You, you and your neighbour's barbecuing and you're like... In an old car, that's maybe not so good because you might think your car's on fire. Also true. It probably is. The smell of <laughs> trees... <laughs> Trees after it rains. Yes. Yep. Oh, wow. I do like that. Or cut grass. Well, you probably don't want that, Nigel. No, I like that. Uh, yeah. You're silage. Good. You're still good. The, the country boys would love that. Oh. Silage flavored air freshener. Take note. Delete this. <laughs> Delete this. We're getting this immediately. John Bell, hit us up. <laughs> Bottle some of that <laughs> stuff for us. Uh, next one then, Ryan Codlip. Looking forward to your traffic. Thankfully, work seems to fit with it this year. Yeah, he didn't get it. He was out of the country. He's missed a lot of shows with work and stuff. Yeah, he yeah. travels a lot yeah. with work. Yeah. So, but nice that, that Mark yep, 2 of his is absolutely. very nice. Uh, Robert underscore GTI. Any plans for another driven run? Nope. Nope. There you go. Uh, that's <laughs> that's I don't have time for them. Sorry. During COVID, I did. No, I don't. I know. It's, it's just there's so much on at the minute. Yeah. Um, S underscore Doug. Any new plans or ideas for Eurotreffin this year? We talked a bit about that earlier. Hopefully. There is Hopefully. a big plan in the works. Yeah. And, well, all we can say is you're going to have to compensate. So, but will, it will be worth it. Also, shout out to Shane. He sent me a photograph earlier. He took of us recording at MLVW mm-hmm. on film. So, he, he's done a lot of film photography now. And it just looks so cool. It's just a really cool vibe. Retrograde. Yeah. And you can see the back end of Lee's Jetta in it. Did you want to say something else here? And uh, no, she was side on. And <laughs> it it kind of gives you that vibe of like that photo could have been taken when that car was five year old yeah. as opposed to nearly forty years old. You yeah. know, I like that. Um Murray dot D ninety one. Second hand car market has gotten strong lately. How long do you think it'll stay that way? I think it's starting to flatline. Really? Good. I think so. Um talking to a few people in the last couple of weeks, and I think they haven't decreased or anything, but I think things are starting to stabilize. I would say it'll be a few years before 
if it gets back to normal, you know, by the time they get all the chip shortages, not bollocks. It's the new car production thing. That's the yeah, problem. it's really fucking up. Um, else have we got? It's also about people investing in hard assets and stuff with you know collector type cars, and then this happened during like the the crash in like the late two thousands as well, mm-hmm. didn't it? Yeah. Just yeah. leave. But the, they bought all Ferraris in. Now they're banned fucking Ford Fiestas and driving the pricing up to yeah. like 40 grand. Start yeah. leaving America, they're absolutely pushing up the price of GTRs and the S14 and 15s. If you are an investor out there, I highly recommend leaving Mark III's loan because they're absolutely terrible and I want to buy them all up. Keep them cheap, please. <laughs> <laughs> buy all the Lexus IS300s you want. Now there's an please. investment. I called that I called that a long time ago. I called podcast. that a long time ago. Yeah. They are the, 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 the 10 years time they are the twin cam. Yep. God love. But I just want because somebody to the buy them all up and put them in a collection and keep them the fuck away from me. <laughs> Do a whistling diesel and crush Thank them you. all. Next one, S14 OCP. You'll have a sore head listening to this because he's on that stag dude, John Moogs we're talking about. <laughs> uh, Simon, I want to hear Nigel's conspiracies on the price of petrol. You put something up with that during the week, didn't you? Did I? I think you did. Oh, well, it's just the, the correlation between the barrel of oil and the price at the pump. It just makes no sense. Yet the government this week have just turned around and said, walk to work or cycle to work, guys. Even though they're getting nearly 50%. Lee, uh, hold to... on, I'll walk to ah, fucking yeah. Dublin. Lee needs to walk that the thousand mile a week. The government seems to think everybody lives in a city with excellent infrastructure for transport. Yeah, there is a lot of that. You know, that all works when you don't live in the countryside and you live in... There's there's holly, there's, holly, there's transport matter. companies and haulage companies going bankrupt as we speak because of the price of fuel. It also doesn't work out too that Northern Ireland's infrastructure for public transport is absolutely That's horrendous. It doesn't matter whether it's countryside or not. Even the public transport in Belfast sucks. Yeah. And it's the biggest city we have, so. Mm. Another one from Simon then, just finally, he also says, actually, that should be a new segment of the podcast, Nigel's Conspiracies. That could be a different well, podcast. Here, Connor, Connor Keyes and uh, Mickey Bartlett do a Patreon, which I'm a part of, and they have the thing called Down the Rabbit Hole. And it's the conspiracy. So we could do Patreon and it'll be Nigel's conspiracy theories. I like it. And I'll just copy theirs word for word. That'll <laughs> work for me because I, I, don't, I don't have theirs so that'll do for me. You feed me beer I'll sit here and listen. Here. It's not a conspiracy if it comes true. Yep. Just as long as it comes true. Well, yeah. I it's like still re- a conspiracy. It's just not a theory anymore. Yeah. Well, true. Yeah. All right. Wordsmith. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> We're still fell out by the way over the videos aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to take a while to heal, folks. Fuck's sake. I'll have to buy dinner or something tonight. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so that's the end of the questions, folks. Thank you very much for sending them in, as always. Excellent. Yes, absolutely. Um, Do you want to mention that thing you were talking about? Yes, actually, good thinking. I had forgot about that at the beginning. Our guest we had on last year, Ben Mm -hmm. Lawrence, absolutely phenomenal guy, good friend of ours. He was big into drag racing, and as we talked about, with Zach Martin, when we had him on, drag racing here is essentially dead now. And the only thing that was keeping it going was the likes of Ben, who was putting time and effort into it. Big thing, big hurdle that they had was timing gear uh, to try and run the events properly. And he's in the middle, for anyone who has him on social media, might have seen he's in the middle of trying to work out a way that they can get timing gear together and a team that they can essentially not run the event but if someone wants to run an event they turn up and run that side of things for them so they can kind of be fluid and move towards different events and try and open it up that there will be more because there's a few venues that could do it they just don't have the equipment or anyone to run it so 
that's something to watch out for. If you do have Ben on social media, check it out because like Nigel, you ran the drag days that they had on. You were at yeah. them and had an absolute ball. Brilliant. Lee is busting to get doing that in the Jetta. If somebody was, would start running drag days, I I would buy a new set of wheels for the Jetta tires. I need to possibly fix the gearbox first, but that's by the by because nobody's doing it yet. Or but, replace. Or replace. Could be an excuse for a diff, you know, yourself. Uh, From you made that diff comment a few episodes ago. It's... Money bags, Magoo over here is like, <laughs> hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> that was sarcastic, by the way. <laughs> no, but you are actually, you keep. I know. The diff keeps creeping back in. It's in, it's in the head now. There's Ronan Hickey yeah, doing around the, the Mark II. Like, Ronan's car was absolutely storming at that. Yeah. Um, and loads of the listeners we have have been to those events and really, really enjoy them. I know Aaron Hegarty had commented saying he mm-hmm. would love to be doing them. And it's something that brings all... Like, we can be very German Volkswagen-focused here in this podcast, but, like, we are open to everyone and everything. And we do have a lot of non-that listeners. But, like, when you go to those events, you have everything. You have GTRs, you have Audis, you know... It just brings everyone together and all yeah. they want to do is it's beat the guy beside them. Because you see the, a load of the old RMS crew come out to it, Boydie yeah. and Crow Cleo and a load of those guys, I've seen them up at those days and it's, you don't see them very often. It's absolutely brilliant. So the more motorsport type thing, especially accessible motorsport for the likes of ourselves, that there is in this country, the better. So absolutely. if you do see anything by Ben, get behind him and try and support yep. him with it because it's well worth it. So that's my rant. Cool. Informational rant. Yeah, informational rant. I like it. Right, we'll leave it there then. That's us for this week, folks. Um, just follow us on the usual platforms uh, on Instagram, uh, at Reload Podcast, on Facebook, all that carry on, thumbs up, reviews, and whatever. Once again, <laughs> thank you very much for everyone who shares, who listens, yep. who does, because again, we're at this two and a half years and still fascinates me that people enjoy listening to what we have to say. Interaction is key. It just is. reaffirms that we're not actually just talking to ourselves. No, no, it's not. Nice. That's not a bad thing, like, but I talk to myself all the time. I need to talk to somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. I talk to myself. Is the only way I get any sense? Aye, right, dead on. <laughs> <laughs> Individually, then on Instagram, what are we? Uh, Maxwell House 46 I'm at Connor McCann and I'm at V Dubboy you've been listening to Reload Podcast thank you very much and see you next time thanks folks bye bye